Good evening and welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast, episode 93. Uh, apologies for the couple of weeks of delay. Um, both me and Sam have been busy with our work life. Um, we hope again we don't make it another two weeks without a Le Magicast podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Scott Monroe, and with, with me tonight, or today, over in the States and this evening for me in the UK is Sam Rubio. How are you, Sam? Hey Scott, how are you? You're right. Like two weeks went by. It felt like a felt like longer, right? Since last yeah, time I felt like a month, month and a half. But in reality, it's been two weeks. <laughs> a lot has happened, I guess. We felt like a little bit at the beginning. Felt like a little bit of a slow summer, but then started to pick up, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, we've had some preseason friendlies. Uh, some transfers, ins and outs. Uh, a, a, a transfer that could be happening anytime soon of a of a Bosnian striker going to Milano. Um, I don't know what the delay is over that. But then we've also had some potential rumours of who his replacement's going to be. Is there going to be another midfielder coming in? And then the season starts next weekend. So uh, where should we start, Sam? Should we start with some pre-season friendlies, or do you want to go straight into the meat of it, of uh, a potential number nine leaving and then his replacement? Let's start with our last thoughts on pre-season. Okay, um, for yeah. Me, for me, it's a name that hasn't been talked about so much, you know. Uh, everybody was so focused on the midfield, but how about the pre-season that Stefan El Sharawi had? Mm. Uh, not a very good one, very quiet Quiet, one. quiet, yes. <laughs> lousy one, right? Yeah. How patient is Mourinho going to be with him? When is he we going to start the conversation with him being surplus to requirements? Am I getting ahead of myself or you see that as a possibility? Uh, I very much see that as a possibility. I could say it's a possibility. I'll probably give him a couple of games because we've got, we've got two games coming up. Actually, we've got pre-season friendly tomorrow, and then the season starts, and it's two uh, two Serie A games, and then it goes into the stupid international break as soon as the season starts. So I reckon we'll give him a couple of weeks, and also if you forget, you got the Conference League against Trabs on Sport, which is on Thursday. So I think it will give him time, but he needs to step it up. Yeah, he needs to step it up a little bit. What's another one? Um, another one that comes to my mind. It's Borja Mayoral. I don't know if you noticed, and I don't remember which friendly was it. Uh, it was one of the earlier friendlies, where because uh, we see he, Mourinho seemed to give giving him a lot of instructions uh, during matches, after matches. There was one incident when Czech was scored, and immediately the cameras called Mourinho turning and actually giving some instructions to Borja Mayoral, and Borja Mayoral kind of like not really paying attention to him, kind of turning his face the other way. Uh, it didn't look good. I don't know how much confidence Mourinho has on Borja Mayoral. We talked about it on a Spanish podcast. Uh, maybe, you know, we're going strong for another forward. Is Maybe Mourinho doesn't have a lot of confidence on him. I mean, I know we have him for loan for another mm. year. How do you see that situation? Um, I do feel that he could be surplus to requirements if another number nine comes in um, because they've got El- Eldor Shamaradorov. 
that's very hard to say first time from from Genoa and he started the pre-season friendly against um, Real Batiste didn't he and he scored in that crazy game but yeah um, Myro um, did he did he he didn't get 90 minutes in a game oh, I can't remember was it the one the Porto game did he play in the Porto game it might have been the Porto game he may not have played and Jacko got the 90 minutes um, I, I didn't see the Belenenses game because that kicked off at a ridiculous time for me and you because I was working and you were probably sound asleep in in Florida. <laughs> but yeah, I did see. I think it may have been in the early game in the one of the early friendlies. It might have been against uh, the Hungarian side in for the in for where Jacko scored. I think Jacko got two. I think that might be the game that you were talking about. So yeah. yeah. So if ta- if the rumours are true of Tammy Abraham and they've I think they've agreed a fee and um, it's been a bit quiet uh, on that I do feel that Mayoral may be shunted away. Yeah, um, I think he may be shunted away because you've got Shmodorov and then you've got a new number nine. What does the future hold for him now? because we've got a year left on his uh, loan deal. And to be honest, he played really well last season in the games that he did play. And he like, scored... we, like we also said, it's going to be hard for him to yes. beat those numbers. I mean, we've said that before many times on this mm. podcast. So it's going to be challenging for him. He will have to have a phenomenal year for Roma mm. to keep him permanently, right? Yeah. Um, one player I thought who did do well, but then I've read reports today that he could be off to the Premier League, is Carlos Perez. Um, I thought he had a really good preseason uh, in the games that I watched. He looked um, energised. He looked really good on the right-hand side, scored a couple of goals and did really well in the games. I think his confidence levels were back up after not featuring that much last season under Paolo Fonseca. And then I read today that he's on, he could be on his way on loan to um, Newcastle. And that's quite strange. It's strange. Strange because early on we were thinking, well, maybe he he's kind of a Mourinho and he's kind of settling in into Mourinho's. But that just goes to show how the market goes, right? Mm. If the offer comes along, this is one's I'm not really sure on the details. Loan with an option to buy or just yeah. plain loan? I think it may be loan with obligation. Yeah, yeah, oh, loan with obligation. Yeah. Even better. yeah, yeah, that'll mean that he's gone permanently. Uh, I'm not opposed to him if we were able to get a little bit higher price for him because mm. he had a good preseason. You know, I don't think he was going to lie the world fire in Rome anymore. But I've, I think before we recorded, Newcastle just um, spent 25 million on Joe Willock from Arsenal. So I don't know if that would be enough for Newcastle. Maybe they need another body in for the for the Premier League season. But I said it on the tweet a couple of days ago, Arsenal is becoming such a pain in the butt. <laughs> We will go into that in a second, but yeah, I do completely agree. Um, so they've just so Arsenal have just lost, have just gained twenty five million and lost one a, a young, a good player to Newcastle, and then the domino effect might happen next with then Carlos Perez going to Newcastle, and then you could see the domino effect of like maybe Arsenal losing a couple more players, to, maybe to Roma or maybe Arsenal signing Tammy Abraham from Chelsea. But hey ho, um, Sam. We'll talk about another player who, another couple of players who look to be leaving. So, what's your thoughts, thoughts sorry, on um, Mr. Florenzi going to AC Milan? 
I think I've already said it. I said my piece on this podcast before <laughs> that first happened the first time around. I yeah. want to stick. I don't, think, I don't even think he's the same Ale anymore, right? He no. doesn't even represent the same persona. Even Daniele De Rossi a few hours ago had some words about Cristante and how he shows that he could be a captain. He, no word about Florenzi, though. Um, that just goes to show this is a different Ale. He wants to get paid, uh, and Roma can't afford to pay him at the wages that he wants because he, we don't think he's going to have the biggest role. So, I mean, go to a team that's going to pay you. I, I mean, is Milan the right choice? He's going to be fighting with Calabria over there. I don't know. His problem. Um, yeah, but this is not the same Ale. This, uh, you know, uh, it, it, I think that chapter has closed. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it in our last pod. I think we digressed. Sorry, we were we talked about what a good five minutes on him. Where I think his chapter in Rome pretty much was shut after Fonseca dropped him in the latter half. It was even before Fonseca. Remember, he wanted to get paid. He wanted yeah, an extension. True, yeah. Yeah, was that under when Ranieri and Di Francesco? Yeah, and then he, he signed a contract. I want to say the summer of 2016. I think he renewed then. Um, I think his wage his, his wage is now 5.5 million a season. So, so, yeah, close to yeah. I saw someone put a, a picture of like Robin Olsen's wages, Fazio's wages, Stephen Onzonzi's wages, and Florenzi's. I was thinking and Pastore's. Oh yeah. Past, yeah, it's just ridiculous, and they're all combined. I was thinking, we're paying how much for that? But yeah, um, yeah, we just want to. We have done a good job of offloading. Yes, yeah. Jobs, the, the work is still not done. No, there's still a lot of uh, cleaning up to do from a previous uh, management. Monchi, I'm looking at you, who are looking to spend more money at Sevilla on good players, but you didn't do that in Rome, did you? Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Florenzi could be on his way to AC Milan to cover it right back after Diego Dalot went back to Manchester United in the summer. And another player from Rome looks to be heading his way to Milan, but to the black and blue half of Milan after... Inter lost Romelu Lukaku back to Chelsea for, uh, I think it was 115 million euros. Um, Edin Dzeko could be on his way back to, so could be on his way, to, sorry, to, to Milan. I think I was hoping to see something agreed over the week, over the last couple of days, but he's gone very quiet. He, I did see videos of him landing in, Mil, in Milan the other day. Um, Sam, what's your thoughts on it? It was time. Uh, yeah. You know, it was time maybe a little while before, too. But uh, if you're able, Roma's not going to make, uh, I don't think, any money out of the... I think it's a, is it free. Rid of the, get rid of the, uh, yeah, get rid of that contract, 7.5 yeah. million. Oh, Roma will only get some money, I think, if the Inter makes Champions, Champions League. Champions League, yeah. Roma million euros. Yeah, so I saw that. But there is something, right? Uh, so, some kickback. But he, I mean, besides all of that, I think it was time mm-hmm. for Checo to move on. You know, football is about change, and and then it, sometimes it's hard to accept a change for a lot of fans. I mean, some of them, some fans were ready for a change a long time ago. <laughs> you know, it's, naming no names. <laughs> right, you still have something to contribute. If you're not going to bring a, ca- a high caliber player, it's I mean, he might be missed. You know, not long ago he was uh, not long ago. When Sheko wasn't on the pitch, you could see the difference, right? You can see the difference with this Roma. Now, Roma is heading in a new direction, and then we're going 
we're going young, and then the fact also it's very important. The fact that we're not talking about another old player to substitute is good. We want to go young, right? Mm. That's I think I like that. Um, but going back to Eddie, thank you for everything you did. Club legend, so, so many goals. You scored so many goals, so many important moments. Uh, uh, so he did so much for the team. I think that's Roman. I mean, we talked about this. I think also. I get confused by my Spanish podcast, my English podcast. I don't even know what I talk about. But he's Roma's best piece of business in the last decade. Yeah. You got a player of that caliber. He was 29 when he joined Roma in 2015. Yeah, six um, years ago. 18 million, million euros, I think it was, from Manchester City. A lot of Chelsea fans were telling me, you know, I wish we had him in Roma uh, after he left City. But now, when we wanted him a couple of years ago, when you know when he scored a beautiful goal in Stamford Bridge, when he left Manchester City, they wanted him. Um Listen, a lot of people thought he was washed out. He had a, not a very good year in Rome. It was to show that Rome is not an easy place, but he had a fantastic year on his second year. Mm. And he was uh, fundamental for Roma for most of his stay here. Uh, thank you very much for everything he did. Uh, but life is about change sometimes. And if you're not, you don't know how to adapt to, to, to changes, then you're in trouble, right? Uh, thank you, Edding, and... But uh, I think the future looks bright. Good luck in your endeavors, but the fu- we're looking at Roma. In the fu- I think the future looks bright. Besides, you know, the players that we're talking about in this transfer market, you look at the big picture. I think what the Fritkins are doing, they want to go younger. They don't tell you everything they're doing. But you know what? And this is a different topic. I haven't enjoyed a transfer market like this in a long time. Every year, so much crap. This year, not that much. So I think I, it's nice for a change. Do you have do you have a favorite Jacko moment or a favorite Jacko goal? I think you, you mentioned the Champions League goal against Chelsea. Do you have a, a, another favorite? I remember his goal uh, to to open up the season against Chiellini. Uh, oh, the header! Oh, the header. yeah. Um, obviously the Barcelona goal on the three-zero comeback. Um, you can be a little cold on on the moments. There are so many moments with that, that Torino goal. Yes, from the Clive assist. Phenomenal, phenomenal. I mean, there are so many moments, so many moments of magic. It's going to be hard to top off that uh, Stamford Bridge goal, right? That's going to be remembered forever. Um, but yeah, there are so many moments. Thank you, Eddie Sheko. And we're going to be talking about Eddie in years, to, in years, from years to come, you know, as the pose, as the men pose, uh, um, uh, Daniele and Francesco, mm. no, as the men that, uh, that took Rome to, to, took, took the reins of Rome for, and carry Rome with him on his shoulders for a certain period of time. So thank you, Eddie. Good luck uh, in the future and thank you for everything you've done for Roma, but it's time to move on. That's I was- my piece. I, I was doing some research on him because I'm I'm 75% in on writing a, a piece on him at the moment. Hopefully, I'll get that posted tomorrow. And 119 goals in 260 appearances for Roma. That second season, when oh, when, when he won the the Capocannieri, he got 29 goals and he got 38 in all competitions. That second season was unbelievable. Uh, he got seven doubles in Serie A. He got two hat tricks in Europe. The 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 hat trick against Villarreal was one of my favourites, and the, and he got hat trick against uh, Victoria Pilsen. But oh, to, just that end to the 16-17, he scored like ten in ten, and he was just unplayable. Him and Mo Salah had that just wonderful that. Yeah, just a wonderful like 
the, the, the chemistry they had in that season was just wonderful and he fed off that but yeah I think my favourite moment was the um, the goal against Chelsea <laughs> the, the volley and it was just, yeah the, the pass from Fazio and then he scored a header 10 minutes later um, then Bruno Perez missed an absolute sitter rightly and Roma could have won it 4-3 uh, but in that 17-18 season, it was weird because he was rumoured to go to Chelsea for £44 million with Emerson. Do you remember when um, January came along and it, and then he was supposed to be going? He rejected it, but Emerson went. And then, right. then his form sort of dropped, but he scored a couple against Napoli and we didn't think about it at the end. But... That second season, he got, I think, he got 16 in Serie A, and then the third season, sorry, he got 16 in Serie A and 24 in all comps. But then it sort of dropped after that. He got 16 in, in Fonseca's first season. I think he got nine the previous season. And last season, was it seven or eight in Serie A? Yeah, so it's just, yeah, so the last, so he had one good season sandwiched in between. But he was not coming down in other aspects. Yes. Not only those goals. You know, yeah. Like Mikel play, play, um, you know, uh, he was fundamental in other pieces. Like I was telling you earlier, uh, uh, when he wasn't on the pitch, you, you notice, you definitely notice, yeah. When Patrick Schick was trying to do the target man role, which he was not equipped to, he's more of a on the shoulder striker or the second striker. He struggled, and then then you saw uh, who was the striker that came in last year, Kalinic. And he didn't really do much, and the, but then it was Bochamayra last season who did well. But yeah, grazie. Just want to say thank you, Ed and Jacko, for your six years of service. It was, I think it was six years ago, two days ago, you signed, and it was on the sixth of August when you flew into Rome and was uh, greeted by fans at the airport and taking selfies with uh, with the fans. It was brilliant to see six years of loyal service, 119 goals and 260 appearances, but. The worst part is, even though you had a very terrible first season, second season you bounced back, you still got flack on social media. And it was even now until, until the dying days of your Roma career, you got really sh- horrible flack on social media and it was the worst part. Um, Sam, we'll move on. Uh, you know, one moment with Eddie, before we yeah? move on, that I just remember his goal against Shakhtar. Oh, yes, you were at the game. You know, you know I was in the stadium yes. that day. It was a big day, too, that I just remember. Anyways. Great ball. I said soccer Barcelona. I remember the round before. But anyways, beautiful, countless memories with Eddie. Yeah, too many. And thank you very much for your service. This is going to be a love-in. This is gonna, we're going to be penning a love letter to Eddie when he departs. Um, so, Sam, the rumours are that his replacement could be a couple of players. So it's Tammy Abraham, who's at Chelsea. He's also been linked with Arsenal. Uh, Kalechi Iniacha of Leicester who had a good run to the end of the last season and I think it was Alexander Lacassette I saw the name but that's been scoffed um, what's your thoughts on the replacement of if it is Tammy Abraham do you have any um, thoughts about that um, he's an exciting youngster right um, mm. uh I've, I gotta say, I haven't seen much, much of him from what I've seen and what I've heard because I had a Chelsea expert on my Spanish pod to talk talk about him. He is kind of, um, 
and I hate to make comparisons, right? But his style of play is kind of like similar to Patrick Schick, right? Tall, strong, he can play a little bit on the wings, fast. Um, it would be exciting to see one players like him, Saniolo and Shomorodov can do it together, right? All three mm. youngsters together. It would be a totally different look for Roma. Uh, talk about moving on and changing direction uh, and going young with fast pace. I think it will be exciting to see. Now, he's taking his time, right? He had a meeting with Pinto. Now they're waiting for a second meeting. I think the problem with him is, like, he's not sure about Rome. I think maybe you think he's seeing moving to Rome a step down on his career, maybe staying in the premiership. He thinks it's better for him. I don't know what the, why he's waiting. I, I, either say no, right? But he's leaving Roma hanging I, in the yeah. balance. So I think make up your mind. I, and I'm sure whenever we release the podcast, we have we ha, will have more news. Uh, I'm I'm okay with him. I mean, he's a, it's a high price tag. Uh, it's a high price tag for for you know. But you're always always gonna pay that if you're dealing with the premier premier, premier league, right? Yeah, the premier league money. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> And the fact that he's, the fact that Chelsea is agreed to receive the payments over time that's a step in the right directions because that's the, the kind of stuff that only used to happen in Italy I guess because of the pandemic is mm. it's, it's, it's becoming like a more popular thing nowadays so that's working out in our favor but uh, at this point the players need to make up his mind and if it's not going to be him uh, Scott needs to be somebody else uh, we need a replacement in the forward position now more than ever Um Tammy Abraham would be an intriguing target for Roma. Let's see if it happens. Uh, I'm not going to tell you that I'm very excited about it, but it would be intriguing to see a youngster with a lot of talent play with another other uh, youngster with talent, right? Um, so it will be intriguing to see. I don't know how you see it. Yeah, if he if he does come along, that, um, the forward line of Zaniolo, him... Uh, Lorenzo Pellegrini and whoever plays on the left. I reckon you might stick Shimada off on the left. Yeah, I think that's quite an exciting forward line. And, and as a, as you said earlier, that they're sort of ditching the elder statesmen and going for the more young, hungry players who have got a resale value and uh, more exciting prospects. But, yeah, I'm really excited for this if this does, if this does pull, pull through because I've seen a bit of Abraham over the last couple of years. He did really well in two spells in the championship for Bristol City and Aston Villa, scored a lot of goals, and he did well for Chelsea. But last season he sort of struggled since uh, Thomas Tuchel came in. Tuchel pretty much preferred Giroud with Werner and play Werner wide left. So I'm excited to see for him hard. Yeah. I'm excited to see what happens if this does pull through. If if it doesn't and if it goes to Yeah. So if it yeah, yeah. yeah, if they don't get him it's it's not the end of the world and they probably have other other targets. So Iniacho will be a good one. He did well when he um at the latter end of the last season for Leicester. But, yeah, it's interesting times ahead for Roma when in the the new number nine spot for them. It's exciting times to see if they can get that striker um, as, uh, as as Ed and Jacko depart. Um, so what I'd like to finish out that thought and to, to summarise my thought is, like, I like the profile of forward that they're going yeah. for, right? 
not so now not not so much relying on heavy heavy experience, but so much more on young and like you've you've done it in the at the highest level, but you still get to prove your your full worth, you know, your potential, full your potential. I, I like that they're going for that profile, not 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 for a profile that has already fulfilled his potential and wants to stay at the top. Or you know, or at the highest level, right? I think that's very nice uh, from the freaking Santiago Pinto. I'm just looking at Abraham's stats. It's actually pretty good. His league stats are 74 goals in 167 appearances. And total is 90 goals in 209. So it's, that's quite good. And he's what? He's only what? Uh, so he's born 97. So he's only 23. And he's played over 100, 160 odd league games and 200 club games. And he's 23. So he's, he's, he's did his work. But he still hasn't fulfilled that potential. Yeah, right? not yet. But yeah, he's still... He got, he's silly, how you say it in America. Yeah. So his best goal-scoring record was the 18-19 season with Aston Villa, where he got 25 in 37 championship games. Aston Villa got promoted that season to the Premiership, and he was the fulcrum in the number nine position when he was on loan from Chelsea. Um so Sam, on on the outs, there's rumours of Unzonzi going to Qatar, um, and then we've got Florenzi going, and then we've got Jacko uh, going. There's Pastore hasn't really said anything if he's going to stay. I think he has said a lot of things because he's seen an interview all uh, the time. Ah yes, yeah. My apologies, I saw that this morning on my on my break, um, and also. <laughs> Radios do that too, you know. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them, a lot of these Argentinian proverbs, there are thousands of them in, in, in Argentina and in different regions, so they call them, and he probably says the same thing to all of them, you know. But uh, I think he's talking a lot lately, you know. He, uh, I don't know if any any teams that are willing to take that contract, and he's not willing to reduce that salary. I think well, that's what the problem is. He, what is he saying? That Roma are not talking to me straight up, not giving me to me straight? That's the I one. I think they're giving yeah. me straight, man. If you're not part of the plans, try to find a solution. He doesn't want to lower that salary, which is understandable. He's looking out for him, you know. You need to come out to, to an agreement. I, I hope it happens in the next, what, couple of weeks or so until the Mercato closes. I really do. I hate to see him be part of the roster for another year with that salary. So his quote was, and I I haven't had the chance to meet with Mourinho as the club are trying to, to offload me. I'm currently training with a group of about 20 players whom Roma want to sell or send on loan. I haven't received any concrete offers. It's very difficult to find a new team given the circumstances related to to COVID, and that is um, that was from the AS Roma press. So I'm just the hoping. Circumstances, the circumstances that you don't want to lower your salary. Yeah, that's, you, that's the only circumstances that I can find. Blame Monchi for that. Blame Monchi for his uh, his ridiculous salary. Also, um, Davide Santon could be rumored to go into the Serie A new boys Salernitana. And uh, is there anything on the Robin Olsen deal? Is he is his deal? Done. Do- I heard, last time I heard was a couple of British cl- clubs, Sheffield United, and another one, but nothing concrete just yet. I hope that's another one that uh, I hope it happens because, oh man, starting the roster, starting another season with Robin Olsen, <laughs> a place like Pastore on your roster. Come on, man. And then we still got Federico Fazio on the books as well. 
Definitely, definitely. And um, on Thiago Pinto, there was rumours that Amadou Diara was on his way to Wolverhampton. That's been scoffed. And also, I come to, I think a few other people come to the suspicion that Thiago Pinto is not after just one player in London. He could be after two. So I wonder if he will renegotiate with Arsenal with Granit Xhaka, but I thought that could be dead. But then I Why thought, is Arsenal a single piece of news for Roma involved? Yeah, true. They're involved with the Shaka and the Abraham and just everywhere I see Arsenal. But also, I did see, I think it was about five or six days ago, Roma were linked with Anguissa, uh, the Fulham midfielder. He was dropped out of the squad for Fulham's opening game in the Championship last week. Uh, he's a defensive midfielder. He'd, he'd actually played pretty well in the Premier League last season. Fulham spent a bucket load of money on him in the 2018-19 season when Fulham spent over, I think it was over £100 million in the transfer window. That that Mr. Khan money that they've got. Um, but then he was shipped out on loan when they got relegated to Villarreal, came back in the Premier League. I think that could be the second player that Thiago Pinto could be going for. 25-year-old. Yeah. I don't know about him. He was brought from Marseille. Yeah. Like, he's played lots lot of football, though. He has 79 appearances for Marseille, 58 for Fulham, and 36 for Villarreal, as you were saying. Mm. Yeah. A lot of football. I just wondered if they could like, structure like a loan, loan move with like an obligation, but I'll probably get in 2 plus 2 equals 5. <laughs> Enough on the, uh, on the transfer talk. So Sam, we'll move on to the Europa Conference League draw. Roma have been drawn against Traps on Spore after they come through their tie against, FC, uh, against Molde of Norway. So we see the reunion of two ex-players of Bruno Perez and Jovino. Um, so that game, the two legs, all, the first leg is next Thursday and the following leg is the, f- the first day after that. Sam, are you excited for this draw going into this, the coming up into the season? First match of the season. It's a it's a one of the toughest opponents that we could have drawn. Uh, if you look at those teams, there's uh, teams like Lask, teams from Ireland, uh, and we've got traps on sport, right? Like the, what is the, one of the toughest teams on the of the whole draw. But that's the Roma way. Never easy. Never easy for us. Um, however, I think we should be able to get through it. And I say. Uh, I say that uh, with a little precaution because it's super early in the season and Mourinho guys are still trying to find their form. But we should be able to get through uh, this Turkish side as, compl- as complicated as it can be. Uh, yeah, Bruno Perez gets, uh, gets, we get to see Brunetto again. We get to see Gervinho. And Cornelius also plays for them, former Parma player. Um, yes, he does. He signed for them recently. I think in the, in the last few days, I saw um, 
the uh, first match is Homer away. So Roma are away on the 19th, and they're at home on the Roma at home on the 26th. So Trabzon Sport is the first game is away. Okay, so that's good. We've closed it out at home. Yes. I like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be a disaster if we don't make it through the preliminary rounds. As far as not for so much for because we won't be in the conference league, but for what it can do to the team, right? Uh, mentally, I don't know. Uh, on the positive side, it'll give the Mourinho a full week of preparation for Serie A matches, which is a very good thing on its own. So it has its ups and downs. So I like to see. I like to see Roma go. Since we're already here, I like to see Roma, uh, especially with this kind of competition of names on clubs, right? If we're able to get to Trumps on Sport, um, I think we should. Ha- we shouldn't. I don't see why now we shouldn't be uh, in the in the in the very late rounds. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then that's a shot of another trophy, as, as you know, as, as as we are as it sounds for Roma and trophies in the same sentence. <laughs> and I. That's one of the things in, the, in this podcast. We were very careful not to mix those two. Um, but, you know, this tournament is maybe a way to it. So so I, I, I'd be upset if we don't if we don't get through this round. I don't know how you see it. Um, I wouldn't be disappointed if they went out or they went through. So I'm sitting on the fence. So I do have a feeling that if they go out, it's not the end of the world because Mourinho will have a full week to prepare his his team for Serie A and that he will only have Serie A games and the, the latter rounds of the Coppa Italia in, I want to say, late late this year, early next year. You're still complaining about, yeah. about getting... Yeah, also, if they go through, it's it's great. You get to see Roma play different teams and if, if the world opens up and then you're allowed travelling fans to go abroad, it could be great for the fans to go to different parts of Europe different new stadiums that they can that they can go traveling for um, yeah so it's it's a it's it's like it's not the end of the world um i did say on in our whatsapp group that i i think we areas so have you seen the names of these spurs tottenham (laughs) so you said lask lask yeah could be quite good um but yeah I'd, i said in our whatsapp group i think we'll be fine i think with the mentality that Mourinho will bring i think roma should be okay but um it, it's not the end of the world it's not the end of the world if 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 roma don't go through it just means that they can concentrate on Serie A next season and do well to push potentially for european places next season in Serie A. Yeah, I do agree. I mean, I see the silver lining of not going through. Uh, it'll be, I'll be a little disappointed not to get through a Turkish side. You know, yeah. we should be able to get on that side. You know, on the on the football part of business, I wouldn't be so concerned. On the on the bigger picture, maybe yeah, that works out because, like you said, like we all agree on, you know, more time for Mourinho to 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 train and to 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 store his his way of thinking, his way of playing into the team, right? Um, a lot of more... I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen until here, until the end of the market, uh, Scott, but let's get together and see how this develops because uh, uh, I have a feeling it's going to heat up the last couple of weeks of the Mercato. Yeah, so we've got we got 
season starts in next weekend and great news for us in the uk uh the serie a rights got announced on monday so they got announced onto bt sport over here in the uk it's is it on paramount in the u.s it's actually from the US is changing from ESPN Plus, Plus yeah. to CBS. CBS, to CBS or so. the Paramount app. Yeah. Um, wow. You know, I I like ESPN because even if you didn't catch the match live, it was uh, available just maybe 20, 30 minutes, 15, 20 minutes after it aired. It was available for you to watch, right? Oh, yeah, like now, on demand. my experience with a Paramount app, it takes a little bit long. It takes a few hours for the match uh, to to show for the for the match for the recorded match to show on the playlist. Uh, I don't like that because even if I match if I miss a match for a little, I want to be able to watch it when I want, not to wait a few hours and not checking my phone and not knowing the result. It'll just kills the whole whole experience, right? So I don't like that. I'll uh, I'll see how that works, but obviously I'll get this. I already have the subscription for Paramount. Um, yeah, excited for the new season to start. And, you know, Serie A, Inter is not the same. I think they're still going to compete. Well, Juventus has Allegri. Uh, Lazio with Sarri, first year, usually takes a little bit of time for Sarri to implement his system into a squad. Mm-hmm. And I know we can say the same thing about Mourinho. But uh, I don't see... I see Serie A this year a little bit tighter. A little bit tighter. A little bit interesting to see how, how it shapes up to be. Yeah, it's going to be a um, different different season this season. So you've got the, the champions into, I wouldn't say turmoil. They've lost a couple of their star players and there was some really bad rumours flying around on social, fake rumours on, on social media that they, they were going into liquidation and that, that that was all false. That was just really bad rumours. But I wouldn't be surprised if they also get rid of uh, Lautaro. Yeah. Um, so there was a there was a rumor going around that Tottenham had a, agreed a fee, but that's gone quiet. I don't see I don't see them selling three jewels this early. I think he might go next summer. Plus, Racing Club in Argentina get a percentage of that. They've got a sell on fee, so it depends on that. It could be it could be a very competitive Serie A, and I'm really really intrigued to see what happens. And also, Sam, you told me some news as we were reco- as we were preparing for this podcast. That Roma have some new goal music. Oh um, yeah, we went from Bling 182 to guess what? Oh, as as you told me, he sadly Nirvana. no Nirvana. I was going to say he's he sadly no longer with us. But yeah, Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit. So we gone from Blink 182, all the small things to. Nirvana smiles like teen spirit. Oh. How do you like that change? I like it. I don't mind I like it. it. I don't mind it. Uh, it was by the, you know, this uh, social media yeah. socials app. It was back in May. I wrote an article for Planeta Roma earlier. That's uh, how I find out too. <laughs> uh, uh, but I'm okay with it. It's, it's a change. You know, with the, the Blink-182 song was getting a little old. And they're, <laughs> they're also going to do a little... A little. They're gonna celebrate the women's team and the Primavera team tomorrow at the uh, in the in the uh, the friendly the friendly against Raja. So that'll be nice yeah. to see. Those are, those are actually the teams that win trophies, right? So we should be able to celebrate them. 
And also, there's going to be fans in the stadium tomorrow for the big, big one for the for the friendly. Um, so you, how many? How, how what's the percentage oh, they open the Olympic? I don't know that. Probably like thirty percent. I think I, mean, it, I might be picking the number up. But I think it's like twenty-five. 25% for all Serie A stadiums apart from, excuse me, apart from the Allianz Stadium, which is 50%. No, so, Juventus, you, you, Juventus with the advantage, right? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I'm not making any suggestions. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I'm not going to put anything, say anything to get this podcast in, into trouble. Um, so Serie A season is upon us. Um, we... Shall we look to record a preview podcast in the week for the up-and-coming Serie A season for Roma and also the uh, UEFA Conference League game in midweek? Um, I think we've all pretty much covered the basis that we wanted to talk about yeah, today. I'd like to break down on the next episode, I'd like to break down the team, the roster by position. Yeah. And there, right? Because that'll be interesting to see. Like I said, like I said, I'm optimistic about Mourinho, the freaking the future for Roma, and I see Serie. I might be way too optimistic, way more optimistic than other years, but I see Serie a little bit tighter up top. Mm. So I don't see anybody like taking off, being in front of everybody. Maybe the season starts and I might be way off. But before we start, I see it a little tighter uh, uh, at the top, and Roma can sneak their way up, up there. I'm not saying anything very tall, but I mean definitely. Champions League football and, and and stuff like that. So so I'm excited about this season. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see or to break down the, the roster by position in the next episode. Hopefully we can have a, I can cook a guest for that to help us out as well. Yeah. So I think we're looking to do a preview pod in midweek and then the season starts and I'm really really looking forward to it. We're like I can't believe it. That the season is just what nine eight days away. Um, next finally. Yeah, like the back hit over here in the UK, the the football league kicked off last week. Tonight, um, La Liga and the Premier League kicked off. So, and then La, uh, the Bundesliga kicked off tonight, and then Liga kicked off last week. So we're getting some really good uh, European football on the on the cards. Um, so you said he has the theater one, right? And the football league, the football league in Serie A. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Football League has like a million teams in there. Uh, ninety-two. <laughs> Three divisions of. Uh, so, sorry, yeah. So the Football League, yeah, it's all four divisions in in England. The Football League have got ninety-two teams. So the Premier League has got. Um, 20. I want to go to the next time in England. You'll take me to one of those matches. I I was wanted to be on the lower division. I'll take you uh, to. Match. I'll take you to a Swindon Town game. There we go. Yeah. I'm gonna take you on that. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. You'll get to see some lower league English football. Um, we'll digress. Um, Sam, thank you very much for joining me on this Friday uh, afternoon for you and Friday evening for me. Um, you can find the La Magicast podcast on all podcast platforms. And uh, Sam, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, thank you. You can also find us on lamagicas.com. That's the easiest way to yes. find us. Yes, yes. You, you don't can... even have to download but we're on all major podcasting platforms. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Teacher, Spotify, uh, but lamagicas.com, the easiest way to find us. And there's a, there's a back catalogue of all episodes from previous past. Yeah. 
So Sam, thank you very much for joining me and uh, enjoy your weekend. And we'll hopefully we'll talk. Hopefully I'll catch some fish. I'll bet you. I'm going to go fishing tomorrow. <laughs> uh, my dad's going football. I'm waiting to go to football in a couple of weeks after I'm double jowled, but I'm really looking forward to that. But Sam, thank you very much. Enjoy your weekend and we'll speak hopefully next week with a preview podcast for the up and coming season for, for Roma and Serie A. Um, thank you very much. And always remember, Fossa Roma. Ciao. Ciao.